Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 75, Swim Team Tryout Script. That's right, today we are going to be talking about the script I use when I'm doing my tryouts for all new swimmers on our competitive USA Swimming Level 4 team. This is the step-by-step guide that you can use in your program when you're doing your individual and one-on-one tryouts. Let's get started. I'm really excited to talk to you about this. Here we go. That's right. Today we are talking about swim team tryout script. Now, uh, on the horizon, we have a interview with a autistic special education, adaptive physical education guest, and I'm excited to bring that to you hopefully by next week. Uh, but until then, we're going to continue with our standard program here of episodes designed for you to get better at swim lessons and swim team. Today, we're going to talk about the script that I use during my tryouts with all new prospective swimmers to our competitive USA swimming team. Now, to get onto our team, uh, to give you a little bit of information, we have, uh, we're a competitive team, so uh, there is a tryout in order to get on, so you have to qualify in order to be a part of the group, Um, and the qualification or the tryout criteria is one length of a 20-yard pool without stopping, swimming freestyle with side breathing. Um, We're looking for the head to turn to the side on a breath, and when not breathing, the head to look down at the bottom of the pool. Now, this does not have to be a strict, perfect freestyle stroke, but the general format of it should be correct. Um, What we're looking for here is not having to teach freestyle and side breathing to swimmers on the swim team. The assumption is they should already know how to do that. Um, That's the first skill. Um, The age limit is five. So you can be on the swim team if you're at least five years old and you have learned how to do the freestyle with breathing to the side for a full 20 meters without interruption. So no stopping um, and no lifting the head up to breathe or look around or run into something um, with some exceptions there. Uh, And then one length of backstroke, so a 20-yard swim without touching anything and keeping the body horizontal, flat, still, and straight while moving the arms in a coordinated backstroke fashion with flutter kick. Uh, That's for 20 yards. And then those are the only two criteria. So can you swim freestyle um, with side breathing and can you do backstroke? And, And that's it. That's all you have to do. I ask them to do other things as a gauge or a measure for their skill and what they know. Um, And the things I ask are, um, do you know breaststroke kick? If so, can you demonstrate it? And then can you demonstrate butterfly kick? And what I'm doing here is looking at whether or not they 
understand what those are, if they're willing to attempt it. It gives me a good gauge of their personality. It also tells me uh, if they've what how they've gone through swim lessons so far, what they know. Are they willing to do something they're not comfortable with? Um, it's a good indicator for what type of person they're going to be. Um, if they don't know what breaststroke kick is and they still make the attempt, or if they don't know what dolphin kick is or butterfly kick and they still make the attempt. So uh, I'm going to go through the script that I actually would say and give you a little background on this. Um, I've been doing tryouts for our team for the last, I think it's four to five years here. And we used to do, um, I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't know what we used to do before I took over the developmental program. I don't know. That was about four to five years ago now. And uh, before that, I know that we had a mass tryout period. Like you could schedule, you just showed up on these particular dates in the fall and then you joined the team. Shortly after I took over, I started instituting a week by week scheduled basis. So I open up my schedule to anyone that goes on our website and they have to register on this website that I created. I actually use the online lesson management program that you can download for, or you can get access to for $9.99 a month. Um, but I use that program to schedule our tryouts and people sign up on there and they fill the slots that I have available. So I create an open tryout slot every week and um, they can pick it up or not. And if they don't, then they disappear. If they do, then we I get an email, they get an email, and then we meet um, at our pool at the time. And I'm only scheduling tryouts when I'm available to, so it's not like it's a surprise for me. Um, but these are like the times during the week that I can do a tryout. So people sign up for it. And I like that barrier to entry, that requirement that they have to take a step to do that. Because otherwise, if you just have them call or email, a lot of times they just don't show up. This way, they're putting their information in, they are selecting a slot, there are multiple tier steps that they have to go through in order to sign up for a tryout. So it kind of removes that impulse tryout kind of thing. It's like, we're pre-qualifying the people that are going to join the team by their effort and willingness to participate in our registration process. And then if they do this, then we have all their information for our points, for our swim team, and we can take it and use it for registration as well. And it's already done by them. It's all pre-filled out. So um, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, so like I said, I, I took over the tryouts and changed it from a single or seasonal tryout time where you could only try out like at the beginning of a season um, to a rolling tryout. So every week I, I do a tryout, it seems like. Um, and we let people who qualify for the team start right away. We don't make them wait for the next season. Um, and I think that's very important and what distinguishes us from a lot of different programs because for our beginners, they can easily fall into the fold of our developmental one group. And if you're following our lesson plans on Trello, which you can get for $9.99 a month, uh, you can see the progression of skills, but you can also see the routine that we have. And I talked about this um, in a previous podcast and the importance of routine. I think this was number 74, where um, it's still effective to have a scaffolding and to have a routine to your your program so that you can, people know what to expect, but new people can also jump in. And then the people that are already there can help out the new kids because they, they were there once too. And so then we have this camaraderie, we have this 
um, system set up in place. So the new people always start in lane one and which is the closest to where the coaches stand so they can get the most feedback and direction and instruction and they can hear the best. And um, like I said, we do the same things every day. So it's really easy to start up because you have a clear expectation of what you're doing when it comes to the beginning of practice. And and like I said in the previous podcast, we have the same scaffolding in place, the same routine um, that we swap out the parts so that what we're doing each day is always different, but the framework for what we're doing is the same. So it's always uh, the warm up, 100 IM kick, 225 position 11, and then we split up into two groups and do short distance stuff. So three times streamline plus something. And then we rotate and then we do a longer swim and then we break up into groups again. So we're following this pattern, uh, but it's very accessible to new people. So we can bring new swimmers into the fold by doing tryouts on a weekly basis every day and bring them in. Um, I'm still a big fan of this even for our age group swimmers. So people who maybe moved here from out of state, why would we make them wait if they've been swimming for five weeks, you know, 10 weeks into a season, they moved and now we're going to arbitrarily say, no, you can't join to the beginning of the next season. And they're like, well, I've just been swimming last week. I moved here. Like we're going to take them. So why not blanket statement that for everybody? Um, if you have the ability, if you have the, um, stamina to swim, then you should be participating in whatever group that you're appropriate for based on your level, regardless of when that is. Like my opinion is such that we should just be bringing people into the fold. And I would even argue that should continue through high school. If someone in high school decides, oh, I want to join the swim team, I think we should be taking them immediately um, and uh, bringing them into our program adaptively. So as we can, um, you may have a different process for this. I'd like to know what it is. When you do your tryouts, do you segment it based on when your season starts? So do you only let people join at certain times or like, like, are you only letting them in at the beginning of your fall season and the beginning of your spring long course season? Or are you letting people join at any time? Um, definitely send me an email. Let me know Jeff at swimmingideas.com. That's something I would like to hear from you on. How do you handle new swimmers to your swim team? Um, When can they try out and um, how often are they allowed to start? Uh, So for us, we do it on a rolling basis. If you, you can sign up for a private tryout and you can join as soon as you qualify. Uh, We want to bring you in as rapidly as possible and keep you in. And it's been really good. I mean, I have in two groups, I have a hundred kids, um, uh, I think that's pretty awesome. And we, we continue to have tryouts and as people, um, improve and they get better and they move on to our higher groups and they fall off because they do different skills or they don't like it anymore, you know, whatever we're getting replenishment every week with new people, it seems. So, uh, and I, I feel I've, I've been doing a lot of tryouts like consistently almost every week. So, um, I guess I could look into her files cause all the data is there, but Without looking to it, I do on average at least one tryout a week. So, um, and a lot of them that do qualify tend to join the team. So, the script, let's get to the script here because I want to keep this a little bit brief today um, and just target this exactly at swim team script. So, all of that already that I've said is a pre qualifier for basically that I've done a lot of tryouts. And specifically, I've done a lot of private one on one tryouts with kids that I've never met before. And 
who are being assessed in a by some stranger, me, um, to swim. And it's a five to 10 minute trial. It doesn't last very long. Um, but there's, uh, I've, I've refined my words specifically over time because I found them to be very effective at um, providing a safe, encouraging, and happy tryout. And my goal here is to get Okay, so my goal of a tryout is to accurately, and that's important here, accurately assess the ability of my swimmers. I want to see with a, the, the clearest amount of, of demonstration what these swimmers know how to do. And that way I can make a choice based on their ability and not their, without their fear or anxiety clouding what they could possibly do. I want to make sure that I'm getting the most accurate expression of their swimming knowledge and their ability. And to do that, um, I've chosen these words very carefully, and I say them every time. It is a script that I do follow. Uh, When we have our mass tryouts, I write the script out for all of my assistant coaches that are going to be helping with the tryout, and I give them some branching choices based on what they can do. Um, But the words are crafted with care. And even my delivery is crafted with care with the specific pauses and my gestures that I make because it's, it, 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 it makes the whole experience because I do them so often, very fluid, very easy. And it's very comforting for the kids because they tend not to be very scared. Um, so I'm going to go through this script with you. It's going to be in the show notes. You can see it on swimminglessonsideas.com. It'll be episode number 75 of the Swimming Ideas podcast, or SIP. Um, And you should see that uh, on swimminglessonsideas.com. So here we go. Um, To give you a brief description of the tryout, so they meet with me at our pool. They check in at our front desk. They wait in the observation lounge. I come down. I talk to the parents. I initially ask if they had any questions, try to get a feel for the adult um, and the swimmer. Um, Why are they joining the swim team? Do you have any friends that are on our swim team? You know, what's your motivation here? Have you taken swim lessons before? Uh, and I'm usually talking to the parent here, but I'm also trying to draw the kid who's usually five, six, seven, or eight into the conversation in some point. So I tend to direct a lot of my questions at the child. And if they respond, great. And if they don't, which they usually don't, the parent will fill in that answer. Um, but I try to kind of integrate all three of us or depending on the parents, all of them into the, the conversation. And this is the first exposure they have to me. Uh, And then I say, okay, we're going to go into the pool. Um, Are you ready? All right, let's go in together. So we go in, and if the parent tries to follow, I stop them. I say, it's just going to be about a few minutes. If you can wait here, um, that would be appropriate. And they say, okay, you want me to wait here? Fine. So then the child and I go into the pool together, and there are large windows here so they can see everything. It's not like it's blocked off or a different room. I mean, it's separated by a, a series of windows. Uh, so we walk in and I, with them, I direct them to an open lane. Usually it's the far, farthest lane from their parents, um, which is lane one where they're going to begin when they swim. And I'd say, okay, you can put your stuff here like if they have a towel or if they have clothes. And then I say, the first thing to do is to get in the water. And then I just leave it at that. And usually they get in right away or they look at me and they're like, jump in or walk in. And then I give them the appropriate response, but 
I chose these words very specifically. So, okay is a cue for we're going to start doing something. The first thing, so it's like there's the first thing that you're going to do, which is the tryout has begun. And it's and it indicates that there are other things you're going to do, but it's a really easy, simple, accomplishable task. Get in the water. And sometimes there's kids that all like, oh, it's cold and they'll get in really slow. And then I'll have to be in the water. Let's go now. Like make it clear that I'm not here to play along with them. This is not a swim lesson. Get in the water. Um, and you're here for a tryout. And it's a very, you know, it's a quick, um, direct thing. It's a good opportunity to kind of get into the kid's head. Okay, first thing to do is to get in the water. And then I watch if they get in the water, if they're comfortable. Once they get in, they usually look at me and I say, okay, the second thing to do, and I try to preempt any questions they have here because I want them to get in the habit of listening to my instructions and then doing it without thought or fear or anxiety. And I choose get in the water is the first thing to do because it gives them a clear, easily accomplishable task. And if you listen to Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income, he talks about um, small, achievable, small wins, like a lot of small wins over time. So give your people small, achievable things that they can do. These are small, achievable things. Get in the water, done, easy. Second thing. The second thing to do is to touch the bottom with your hand. And then I demonstrate with my hand. I like point to my palm and then I point to the bottom of the pool and they're like, oh, I can do that. And then they touch the bottom with their hand, however they want to do it. And they come up above water. And before they speak, I say, was that easy? And they look at me sometimes like easy peasy, like a question. And they usually say, yeah, absolutely. That was really easy. I'm like, great, wonderful, well done. And then I say, now with a pause, we're going to swim front crawl and then I demonstrate the arms and side breathing or freestyle with side breathing from here and I point to the wall that we're at to there and I point to the other wall or one length. And then I ask them, do you know what that means? And they're like, yeah. And then they usually go right away because uh, they're anxious. Uh, but I, I, I demonstrate the arms. I demonstrate side breathing. Um, sometimes I add into it turn your head to the side and then look down at the bottom. But it's always, once they say, yeah, that was easy. I say, okay, now we're going to swim front crawl or freestyle with side breathing from here to there. And then I can elaborate based on the kid's knowledge and understanding of that. And this is the first true test because I, their, their only criteria to join the team is freestyle breathing with side freestyle with side breathing and backstroke. So those are the two key skills that I'm looking for. And I, I want to do this freestyle one when they're fresh, when they're ready, when they're a little anxious, so they got that energy going. Um, and I want it because it's a good way to show me what they can do. And I don't say anything when they swim. I just walk next to them. Sometimes I give them a thumbs up if they're doing really well. I try to give them encouragement. But I'm watching their swimming. I'm watching for is their body posture straight? Is their face aiming down? Are the arms moving through position 11 or are they just splashing erratically like they are struggling and don't know what they're doing? And all these things are telling me whether or not they know how to swim freestyle good enough to be on the team in a relatively unsupervised one-on-one -on -one environment. And by that, what I mean is that there are two to three coaches for 20 kids um, and then we have lifeguards. So 
the coaches are not in the water. So even for a five-year-old or a six-year-old that I need to know that they can swim freestyle and swim comfortably in the pool without me being in the water with them. And they need to know this classically conditioned, like trained skill, side breathing and front crawl arms without me having to retrain or teach them freestyle. So that's what I'm looking for. Um, and usually they finish. And if they don't finish, then I have them grab the wall and then I make sure that they, they do. So they keep struggling through it. Um, and if they can't swim, then I stop them immediately. And then we like do backstroke back and then we get out. Um, maybe I give them a flip, but that rarely happens. Um, so the script so far, okay. The first thing to do is to get in the water. Second thing to do is to touch the bottom with your hand. Now we're going to swim front crawl or freestyle with side breathing to the, from this side to that side, from here to there. And when they get to the other side, I say always, I always say, well done. That was great. Can you touch the bottom here? And I do that with a deliberate pause. Can you touch the bottom here? And I point to the bottom of the pool and I point to my hand. And I do that specifically because a lot of kids don't really understand what I'm saying. And they're like, oh, I can touch the bottom with my foot. And it's like, no, I want you to touch the bottom with my hand. And I'm hearkening back to my previous question of, can you touch the bottom from before? The second thing we do. Uh, and usually they can. It's usually very a simple thing to do. It's not terribly deep. Uh, and I say, ask me again, easy. Or sometimes I just move on. And I say, where did you learn how to swim? And this is a question because sometimes the parent didn't tell me or I didn't ask. Or sometimes I just want to know what they thought of their program. Like, oh, did you have fun? Did you like it? Why are you leaving? Because kids can be more open than parents will sometimes. They don't have that filter to not lie usually. So you can get some information from them like, why are you leaving your swim lessons? Why are you joining the swim team? What is the purpose? You know, why... It gives you an insight into what, what they're doing at your, your club and your tryout. And then usually based on their answer, um, it's just information. Uh, it, it establishes a rapport with the kid because they just did something. It gives them some time to recover. So if it was particularly difficult for them, asking them a question about where they learned how to swim gives them a chance to forget about the fact that they were working really hard recently to swim a full length. Maybe they don't always swim full lengths, which is normal for tryouts. Uh, so it gives them a chance to, like I said, recover and catch their breath again. Uh, so, okay, the first thing to do is get in the water. Second thing to do is touch the bottom with your hand. Is that easy? And then now we're going to swim front crawl or freestyle with side breathing from here to there. Once we arrive at the other side, well done. Can you touch the bottom here? Uh, where did you learn how to swim? And then we move on. Okay. And I have to use like hand motions for this. And I know you can't see that, but okay. Now we're going to do backstroke all the way back. When I go like this and I wave my hands in front of their face, it means stop. And then I hold my hands out like stop. And then they usually nod and they're like, okay, I'm like ready, go. So, all right, now we're going to do backstroke from here to there or all the way back. And when you get close to the wall, I'm going to go like this. And that means stop. So that takes some of the fear and anxiety they have when they get close to the end. They're going to look at me instead of waiting for the wall or searching for the wall. And this way I can get a good idea of, are they good at following directions? Did they listen to me? Are they um, paying attention to the words that I'm saying? Are they 
watching me when they swim. Uh, so can they, are they coachable? Are they able to receive commands while swimming in the water? Uh, it's a good indicator of their ability to pay attention while doing something in the pool. Um, and the whole tryout is really, can they interact with me in a way that they follow directions and listen? And then, um, so when they finish, when they get to the wall, I stop them. And then I say, well done, regardless of their ability here. And then I ask, do you know how to do breaststroke kick? And then they're usually like, huh? Like they don't understand it. So I'll demonstrate on deck or I'll say, can you kick like a frog? Or can you kick with your legs out to the side? Um, and I kind of use some different descriptions and demonstrations to demonstrate what breaststroke kick looks like, like big clapping motions with my hands or a breaststroke kick on land with my feet, or I'll sit on the side and kind of demonstrate it. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Or they'll say, no, I don't know how to swim. Okay, And then I'll say, okay, well, whatever you know how to do, do to me and stop when you get here. And I point to where I am. And I'm looking for, can they follow a direction to stop halfway through? Or are they so nervous and like, are they not paying attention to go past me? And I stand about a third of the way down the pool. Because all I really need, it's not a testable skill, the breaststroke kick, but it's a indicator of how far along they are in their ability. So it can tell me who, like maybe they're more advanced for the developmental one group and they need to be in developmental two. Maybe they need to be in our age group program. Um, and this is a good indicator of that if they know breaststroke. Uh, and then when they get to me, I say, okay, well done. All right, turn around. Now we're going to do butterfly kick. And then I stand up straight and soldier and I say, stand with your hands at your side and put your face in the water and wiggle like a dolphin. And then I do like the undulating motion with my hand. And then usually, if kids have done this before, they can do it really well. It's not that difficult. But kids that haven't, then it, it kind of gives me an idea of their body uh, awareness. Their, um, it, it tells me that they're not, they're at the beginning stages, and then I have to judge their freestyle a little bit harsher if they can't do butterfly kick. Um and when they get to the wall, I say, well done, that's it. Hop out. Let's get out of the water. We're all finished. You did very well. And then I say, let's go talk to your parents and we'll talk about whether or not you're on the team or not. And I usually tell them, yeah, you qualified or no, you didn't uh, right then and there. Um, and then we talk about in specifics what uh, they did at the tryout and how the kid is and what group they're going to be in. And then I fill out on my phone a note based on the tryout. So in the uh, app that I have, the online lesson management, um, where I schedule tryouts and people sign up for tryouts. Uh, during the tryout, I fill out, or after the tryout, I fill out the results of the tryout. So did they pass? Yes or no. And then I, there's a note section where I fill in notes and then I assign them to a group and then I can email the parent, the notes from that tryout. So I, I write down on my phone, um, Johnny did really well at freestyle. He did a good job turning his head to the side to breathe. Um, he needs to make sure his feet are near the surface. And one or two times he lifted his head up instead of turning to the side. His backstroke looked okay. His feet tend to sink, uh, but his arms were good. and His body position was good. Did not know breaststroke kick and had a good fly kick. So then I can use these and then they're saved. So if I need to go back and look at this kid... I can see my notes for the tryout if I forgot who it was and then say, oh, yeah, I remember here are the notes and the parent gets that email to them. Uh, so it's a really good resource just for, you know, handling our tryouts. And then they automatically get dumped into our swim team program if they qualify for the swim team in the appropriate group. 
Uh, and then if they don't, they get dumped in our swim lesson program into the appropriate group. Uh, and then uh, you can, once they register, we can turn a flag on that says they're active and registered. So, and that's the script. I'll just go through it real quick. First thing to do is to get in the water. Second thing to do is touch the bottom with your hand. Easy, easy peasy. Now we're going to swim front crawl or freestyle with side breathing from here to there. Ready, go. All right, well done. Can you touch the bottom here? Uh, where'd you go? Where'd you learn how to swim? Do you take swim lessons? And then, okay, now we're going to do backstroke all the way back. Uh, when you get close to the wall, I'm going to go like this and I wave my hands. That means stop. Uh, any questions? All right, ready, go. Well done. Do you know how to do breaststroke kick? And then I demonstrate it. Oh, and then I'll say, well, do whatever you know how to do to me and then stop when you get here. And I point to myself. And then when they arrive, all right, well done. Turn around. Now we're going to do butterfly kick. Stand with your hands at your side. Put your face in the water and wiggle like a dolphin. Um, and I say, well done. Hop out and let's go talk to your parents. Now, all these things are specifically chosen because they maximize the delivery of instruction. So the description on butterfly kick face in the water. You have to say that because I had a kid try to kick with his face not in the water because he didn't know what it was. Um, freestyle breathing, I had to demonstrate, explicitly say, turn your head to the side to breathe because otherwise they'll lift their head up and look around and thrash, which they can't do and be on the team. Um, touch the bottom with your hand. If you just say touch the bottom, they'll do it with your foot. So the qualifier with your hand. Everything here is for a reason and it makes the tryout go really smoothly. It's extremely effective and I get a great understanding of the child's ability in that limited amount of time. That's all I have for today. Um, I want to know your thoughts on this. What is? Do you have a script for tryouts, or do you even use a script for tryouts? What are you looking for when you do a tryout for your swim team? Uh, maybe your criteria is a little bit different than mine. Um, mine is you got to be at least five, swim freestyle with side breathing for one length, and backstroke for one length. That's it. Uh, what do you have? And they got to be competent. You know, you have to have a conversation with them, communicate, uh, be aware, manageable, um, listen to instructions, you know, those those things that aren't explicitly stated, but also a part of, are you ready for a group environment without supervision? Uh, that's another assessment. Do you listen? Um, within reason there, but yeah. So yeah, reach out to me, send me an email, jeff at swimmingideas.com. That's J-E-F-F at swimmingideas.com. Or you can connect with me on Twitter um, at Swimming Ideas. On Instagram, we did our first Friday Live Day last Friday, and it went really well. There were seven people that hung out, and one in particular. I want to give you a shout-out. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, I think we had a lot of good fun. Uh, and then uh, connect with me on Twitter, Instagram at Swimming Ideas. Or if you'd like, you can connect with me on Telegram, J Napol. That's J-N-A-P-O-L. Feel free to send me a message if you have questions or any thoughts on what you do on your swim team tryouts. Thank you. And tomorrow we can teach better lessons together. Take care. Mm -hmm.